Are you a true crime junkie that's looking for a different perspective? Have you ever read about a famous case and wondered how it was possible that a defendant got acquitted? Are you interested in criminal justice reform? Do you often find yourself making extraordinarily inappropriate jokes while swearing like a sailor? Then the Getting Off podcast is for you. Hosted by us. Two real live criminal defense attorneys. Getting Off explains the legal reasons behind outcomes in famous trials and tackles tough topics in the world of crime and criminal justice. We use first-hand sources like trial transcripts, police reports, crime scene photographs, and appeals briefs to give you the information that the public rarely hears about when it comes to the criminal justice system. Our podcast isn't about carefully crafted musical interludes or obsessively edited narratives. Instead, it is a no-holds-barred, unedited, raw legal presentation by two lawyers that have spent over a decade each in the trenches. Previously covered cases include Casey Anthony, Michael Peterson, Jody Arias, and more. Subscribe to the Getting Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Do that to get off now. first no no is there something you need to say no by all means sure yes anyone else (laughs) she was trying to skip (laughs) go ahead sorry i'm sorry (laughs) don't be sorry and just don't do it all right that's a dad you're still you're still fucking talking danielle no i'm not you want me to count down or not yes do it five four three He did that very right, well. He did time that. Is he? Is she away from her? You didn't even take him away from no. her. He's like, what? Can't see him. There. Move, bitch. Get out the way. <laughs> this is Danielle. I really thought you did that on purpose. No, he laid on it. <laughs> and I'm Daniel. And I'm Carla. And we are Who's Your Homicide? A true crime. We think. Po- We're pretty sure. A true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> Pick me, man. Oh, Big Bor- Elsa fans over yeah, here. Boris is in the house. I took him for a walk in the 98 degree heat along with the kid trying to wear him out so maybe he would sleep during the podcast. But he's already causing a ruckus. He's got things to say. <laughs> well... Yeah, let's blame it on Boris. He was the one that started this whole thing. <laughs> well, he's being mm. a jerk today. Well, who was talking while I was trying to count? I basically don't even hear you half the time. I have my own thoughts in my head I that know. come first. She subconsciously wanted to skip your shining moment. Yep. Yep. That you only get once a week. Yep. I'll just stop doing it. No. No. Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> no. Uh, we have... A lot more downloads than we <laughs> yeah. used to have. Gracias. So I wanted to like <laughs> re-explain who we are. It's through PodCoin. So like 
re-explain who we are. Yes, before new people that don't. If we they, already said who we are. No, but like our connection. No, like like who are you inside? Other. Yeah, your your spirit animal. Oh. <laughs> Definitely a dog wearing sunglasses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but through Podcoin, which you can sign up as a regular individual, and you get points for every ten minutes that you listen to, and you can collect those points. And they can go towards Amazon gift cards or like movie gift cards. They give you a code. You don't have to give them a bank number or a credit card or debit card. And if you are a podcaster, you can claim your podcast. It's probably already on there and you get, they promote you for like two weeks during a bonus period. So that's how a lot more people found us. And it gives you some more stats for people that are podcasters. And I can see how many people clicked on us, how many people listened, and then had a lower number of people that subscribed. <laughs> That's okay. We're not for everyone. I understand. I understand. Boo. Understand. Just kidding. <laughs> so for those of you that are new and are excited to be here, I'm Danielle. I ain't saying my fucking name. We already did this part. No, I want you to say I'm Carla. I'm Carla. The two voices, you know, the female voices thing. Oh, you'll probably be able to tell me apart because I've been singing in the car for four straight hours. You have? So you're yeah. a little gruffer? I'm a little rough. Yeah. Uh, I'm Boris. Boris <laughs> is our Pitbull Mastiff. Mouse. <laughs> Boris is a Pitbull Mastiff mix that is throws his weight around a lot. Mighty Mouse is his wiener. Uh, excuse me. He is technically not a Pitbull. What is he? He is a Bull Terrier Bull Mastiff mix. In full of bullshit. Use the proper vernacular, ma'am. I'm not really comfortable with the word dog, dog per se, but, but I, I will hold your American canine. Canine American. <laughs> I'm happy to hold your canine American. <laughs> uh, Daniel and I are married, technically still, right? Technically, yeah, I guess. Only in this state. Is it illegal in us? <laughs> your marriage doesn't become like illegal when you go yeah, to like You never know, man. Like, Utah, you can have a couple more. Have more than one? I right? don't know. I don't know. Well, Jesse's out there. I'll ask I don't her. know why the fuck you'd want more than one running around no. here. That's what no. I can only stand Carla being in the house for so long before it's like, oh no. Carla I, is I my Carla is my younger sister. I'm gonna build a little shed in the backyard as soon as the toddler gets old enough. I'm just going out. I'm going out to the shed. I'll see you guys tomorrow. You're gonna put <laughs> AC in that shed? Yo, yes. It's fucking hot out. It's I'll, gonna oh, be I'll a... run. I'll run all the utilities to it. Yeah, it'll be a pad, like know? in the Patreon episode where the mom like ran all the electricity and plumbing to her son's RV with a Confederate flag like next to her RV. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're like, wow, thanks, God mom. Oh, so that's who we are. Carla's five years younger, six. six. Sorry, I'm sorry. We like we just went over that. I don't know. I can't even remember <laughs> how old I am. How old are you? Thirty. I should be able to figure it out based on my age. I'm thir- yes, I am. No. Thirty three. I'm 32. No. How old am I? Because I'm going to be 33 this year. Hold on. You're already 33. What's the year? 2019 minus 1986. 33, dummy. How many people have you been going around telling that? Are you sure? I did the calculator. (laughs) I really thought I was 32. (laughs) Because you are 32. Oh, then why is it 33? Because you don't turn 33 into November. Okay, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Man, both of you. I'm not good at numbers. I out of math of by refusing to participate. It was honestly, you're sticking it to the man. It was kind of cool. <laughs> kind of cool. Oh, they hated me. Anyways, we have a podcast with some random connection to our home state of Indiana. 
So it gets pretty bizarre, but there's a lot of crimes you can connect back here. I just took a three-hour tour through the state. Through the state? Lovely. Was it flat the whole time? Yes. You get those wind turbines at some point? You do get to the wind turbine spot in 65, and it almost feels like you're in like another dimension. Yeah, it's a weird feeling because you're like, what is going on? Yep, wind turbines. It's flat. Yeah, I hate that drive. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite. I hate that drive well on the way there because i left at 8 a.m mm-hmm. on a saturday so there wasn't much going on but then when i left chicago at one this afternoon i was in chicago for a long time yeah there's a podcasting oh, convention yeah. there hey weekend. did you happen to come across the billboard of brian Erlacher? who's that I went, okay never mind <laughs> well if i can't remember i had to go to um i think it was rosemont Mm-hmm. No, something like that. But anyways, you get on a stretch of highway in Chicago, and Brian Erlacher, who was a linebacker for the Chicago Bears, who's now retired, he was bald his entire career. Well, he went and got, like, hair plugs. Oh. So, like, there's, like, a stretch of road. Like, in Indiana, the billboards are really pretty far stretched out. Mm-hmm. Like, there's at least a quarter mile, I think, between billboards. Maybe time. not. Maybe an eighth of a mile. But it, like in Chicago, it's boom, 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 boom. Yeah, boom. they're on top well, of each other. There's a stretch of mile where there's a stretch of road where there's got to be a hundred of them, and mm-hmm. like eighty-two of the hundred are Brian Erlacher hair plug ads. See, okay, Did you see I those? didn't see it, but I have seen it before. Okay, so you and know I'm what always I'm talking like, about. Who's that weirdo? Who's that weirdo? <laughs> and then Ryan Sandberg, who was a uh, who played for the Chicago Cubs. There's a couple of him sprinkled in there. For hair plugs also? I, I'm, ass, I'm assuming it's hair plugs. Go okay. where the stars go. <laughs> I'm Brian Erlacher. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that's that's good. I didn't yes. know that. But I can picture the bu- the billboards are closer Yeah, together. they are. It's just like, it's like, do you need a funeral home? Do you need a new Pepsi? Do you need a job? Do you need, do you need hair plugs? <laughs> do you need a voice lawyer? Do you need a sex toy shop? Yeah. All <laughs> boom, in a boom, row. Boom, boom, boom. It's like anything and you back here, need. all the way up there, it's like Jesus is coming. Hell is real. Hell is real. Jesus is coming. I want to be like, hell is this drive. <laughs> all the way up here. So you weren't even there for the podcasting thing, though. No. You went to see your friends, right? I mean, Danielle yeah, secretly saying, went. I bet Carla will go. No. She's going to go to the podcast. I did not thing. say that. If it costs money, definitely not. I don't know if it did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> And we were like, we could go, or we're trying to save money to go to Disney World. So it's like... Yeah, yeah. That conversation never took... Yes, it did. About going to Chicago. Yes, it did. Not with you and I. No. Yeah, huh. Yeah, huh. Mm -hmm. It did. Because you're like, we could, which is a bluff. You didn't really want to go. You wanted Oh, no. You wanted me to default to like, we should save money. We did have this conversation. Okay. Yeah, we had that conversation, but you made it sound like we were close to thinking about what we were going to do. No, you were bluffing when you're like, we could go. No, I wasn't bluffing. I was being a smart ass. Oh, it all just sounds the same after <laughs> yeah, 25 well, years. I'm, I'm, good at what I, I'm good at what I do. <laughs> Ooh. 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 What's a name you've been called recently at work? <laughs> Shmini Warferman Jensen. <laughs> what? Shmini Warferman Jensen. I don't know. I thought you... <laughs> Have you been insulted lately at work? Oh. Many more for Mangents and Jaegerbaum. <laughs> I no. Okay. What are you referring to? No, you just have some stories of the old man 
Oh, I don't oh. really want to talk about okay. that. Okay, that's how bad it was. We all get really called names. Talk. Well, I don't want to talk about it on the air. On the air. On the air. Live on the air. No, or I don't want to talk about it out to whoever's listening. Yeah. There's only like five people. Don't make them. No, I'm not. No, I'm I know it's a lot more than five. It's like five and a half people. <laughs> <laughs> There's one child at listening. Least five, at least 500. There's at yeah. least oh, yeah. one 13-year-old that shouldn't be listening. 1,000? Yeah. 2,000? At least that much. 2,000? Yeah. I, I never think about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. We you have still friends. can't get a boyfriend, Carla. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Being single's joys, okay? Okay. <laughs> Shouldn't have to ask permission for anything, okay? Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm happy because I got a knockoff Gucci bag from Vietnam and it looks real, okay? How long will the quality last you? It feels like my other burst. Okay, good. So I'm happy right now, okay? Okay, try not to crap on my happy parade. <laughs> trying to think if there's anything else. No. Not a whole lot have happened, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with it. It's summer. We're keeping things on the DL, you know? Yeah, I do things Nothing like- Nothing wild. Cut the grass. Cut the grass. Power wash the bass- Be sweaty. Court. Walk the dog. That's pretty much it. It's real boring. Yeah. Yeah. Go to work. Be sweaty. Be sweaty. Get sunburned. Yeah. Pretty much it. That's pretty much that really is pretty much it. Babysit kid. I haven't even been going out really. I mean, no. this is the first well, time yeah. in like two weeks. We have new Patreon members. Okay. New Patreon members, Toby, who Toby. Yep, I was waiting for that. And our cat was named Toby. And then Tyra is also a new Patreon member, and I really appreciate Patreon. You want to be on top, top, yeah. top, top. I'm sure she never gets that. <laughs> so thank you very much. Um, I know there's a lot of podcasts to pick from to donate to, but this helps us really pay for the websites to be able to afford to do this and maybe to pay off the fancy equipment that makes us sound better. Not smarter, but better. And if anyone who is a Patreon member has yet to get stickers, preach for the river good. <laughs> Email me your address again if you have yet to get it because <laughs> we won't share it with anyone. I just feel like I got bogged down by emails or something. I feel like everything got lost or my brain got scrambled. It was after her birthday party. Things got real blurry. I went to the dentist for two hours and I had 90 emails. Ooh. Well, that was work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm going. That's actually what I was. I have. I currently have. Delete. delete. Let's see. Currently have two hundred and thirty unread messages from this weekend. Do they call you a lot of different names, or is it in your email? You know, like how they're like Carly. Thank you for. My name's in the email. It's my name at at my workplace, and they just ignore it. Mm -hmm. And they'll just be like, "Good morning, Kara." And I'm like, "What? Who is that?" Hi, Kaylee. Yep. No. Strike two. It's fine. This is fine. This is fine. Okay, the case we have is a little bit shorter, but it was one I wanted to cover. Boris, can you please sit down and join the class? Please return to your side seat, Boris. You can sharpen your pencil later. Oh, quick story. So yesterday, I'm outside with our four-year-old, oh. someone else's four-year-old, and then a six-year-old, okay? Mm. Neighbor They're kids. Out, neighbor kids. They're outside playing on the swing set. And then all of a sudden, they want to go in and play in the playroom. Well, somebody was having real bad diarrhea. <gasps> and when somebody so does, 
It is so bad. <laughs> it actually permeates the wall, the door in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. And like... goes out into the kitchen <laughs> in the hallway. I'm sorry that the public bathroom is like my bathroom and is in the hallway. And our house is not that big. <laughs> I need to like put so... it down underneath. <laughs> Yeah, and keep it in there, let it yeah. bake. All I've these kids come going. in while it's still going on. I walk <laughs> out, I go, there's children coming in the house. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was the like, best one is, the best one is when our when our daughter will walk by and go, you need to light a match. <laughs> <laughs> I was flushing like over and over again. Courtesy flush, yeah. yeah Classic. Uh, there's nothing I could do. I ate Chick-fil-A and it just did not agree with me <laughs> that time. And I was like, I'm going to have to take care of some bees now. Yeah, honestly, is that going to stop you from eating it again? No. No, it's not. Because it doesn't happen every time. But so the children were subjected to the odor. Hey, they didn't leave. <laughs> they didn't leave. They, they were put still up playing it. in the house. I guess we could say children making poor decisions would be the connection. That's as close as I can get. Children that's making poor decisions. That's honestly like, that's how my memoir begins. Yeah. But go on. And, and this is, okay, this was shorter. So it got peppered in with some legal jargon. So I'm playing Danielle the attorney today. I object. I object. <laughs> what, like it's hard? What, like it's hard? And folks, she only practices for $7 an hour. Anyways, I am able to play attorney because I'm related to a few, right? Who? Um, oh, Bob yeah. and then the other cousins. The intelligence went that way. You mean the cousins I don't know? That, and they make a fuck ton of money, too, I think, because they're that good at it. I couldn't even tell you. If they stood them all up right here, I couldn't tell you I who was I couldn't who. identify them. Oh, yeah, you could. They, yes, you could. They're, they all look alike. But anyways, there's smart people in our family that it just happened to go the opposite direction. Excuse me, ma'am. Are you lawyer, doctor? Doctor, lawyer? No. No? Okay, neither okay, am I. Okay, but I got my 40-year degree. Okay, well, I did. <laughs> in five and a half years. Anyway, so I am qualified for today to spread random attorney facts of bad information. Litigation. Litigation. It's litigation, folks. Due and diligence. Quid pro quo. Quo. Habeas corpus. <laughs> There's some okay. There's some big attorney words, but I I know what liability. Liability. You are a liability. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Courtroom. <laughs> That's just bailiff. The... <laughs> All right. Never mind. Stop her, I object. I object to this entirely. <laughs> Make it stop. Sustained. Sustained. Next witness. Overthrown. Judge Judy. Overruled. Judge. <laughs> Elwood. I spent too much time in the car today. You little loopy. Me, 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 me. Okay, I can do this. Because it's some big words. Adult words. Bigger than the word court. <laughs> <laughs> Under Indiana's felony murder statute. There's a big word. Mm -hmm. It's a mm -hmm. the phrase. A person can be charged with murder if someone is killed while he or she is committing or attempting to commit another crime. That crime could be arson, burglary, robbery, carjacking, human trafficking, product tampering, or sex and drug crimes. Yeah, don't fucking lick the ice cream at Walmart and put it back, you yeah, fucking nasty. That is product so if tampering. You, if you you could kill somebody doing that because you were stopping a crime? No, we're not just, there. No, we're not there oh, okay. yet. You're jumping ahead. <laughs> well, you know. Product tampering, though. Because we talked about one of our other Patreon is the Excedrin thing. 
putting poison in pills. That's product tampering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, they don't like that. No. Okay. The acts that the law considers inherently dangerous. Felony murder carries the same penalty as murder, but unlike a murder charge in which intent to kill must be proven, a person can be convicted of felony murder even if the death is accidental or unintended. Are we following me so far? Yeah. So if you're going to, say, blow up your house for insurance money mm-hmm. and two people die because of that, you yeah. can still get charged for murder. Yeah. Which, and I'm you know, not you sure. never intended to kill people. Yeah. I don't know if it was labeled felony murder then. Maybe it is called that. But I thought it was murder too there was some case a guy in canada was going to prison because he shot an intruder in his house we're not there yet what do you mean we're not there yet this is exactly what we're talking about no we're talking about you mean the person that shot the intruder is charged with murder uh, right okay sorry i'm sorry Uh, 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 you just don't understand (laughs) you just don't understand well your well your statement will be more poignant later on in the story. Oh. Well how the fuck am I supposed to know that? Because I'm the only one that doesn't need goddamn work. Okay, well then don't bitch when I don't sit here and say anything. Okay, I come sorry, here I'm sorry. with the stuff. No, you're power. not. If you're sorry, okay. you wouldn't do it. Daniel, get it together. You have a face for radio. Let's go. <laughs> get that out of the way. Okay. Supporters say it it is useful. Okay, my ink is low, so it's hard for me to read. That's my excuse. Well, you should have went and got more toner. You're a toner. (laughs) We need an intern. (laughs) We need an intern. Supporters say it's a useful statute, a crime deterrent, and a safeguard in the criminal justice system that holds people accountable for committing dangerous acts that result in someone's death. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. We don't really want people dying and sort of shrugging our shoulders and say, oh, well, said Elkhart County Prosecutor Curtis Hill who charged the Elkhart Four with felony murder in Elkhart, Indiana in October 2012. Please pull up Elkhart, Indiana. It's north. I know that. Daniel, ask your friend. It's north. Hey, Siri. She won't respond to oh, you. Oh, wow. And I turned Siri off on my phone because I hate that bitch. <laughs> she didn't work right for you. She knew that I didn't like her, and so she would put me on the wrong path. Now look up Elkhart, Indiana. (laughs) What do I need to know about it? How far it is from central Indiana? Three hours. It's basically up to on your way to South Bend. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Elkhart 4? No. Have you ever heard of it? I'm not going to answer that question. You never know. I might say something that would like... Listen, calm calm down. I'm I'm perfectly calm. Calm down. You don't tell me to calm down. (laughs) Never in the history of telling someone to calm down have they ever calmed (laughs) down. down. Especially because you'll start like saying, telling me to calm down and I'm not even upset. Then that makes you upset. Yep. That's why I say it though. Because you need to be right and that's how you win. Calm down. Everyone. Okay. The Elkhart Four people might recognize. For this case, I listened to Getting Off, which is two attorneys, two criminal defense attorneys in Wisconsin. And I can't remember their names right now, but they cover a lot of cases. It's very interesting. They're very smart people. And they so I listened to their case about this. Getting Off. like Also a name of a movie. Is it? A special movie. A special movie. <laughs> 16-year-old Blake Lehman, 16-year-old Jose Cuarez, oh man. Juarez? Q-U-I-R-O-Z. Cuarez? Cuarez. You think you'd put a little more effort in getting the names down. You know, it's a hard one. 
Okay. 17-year-old Levi Sparks and 18-year-old Anthony Sharp and 21-year-old Denzel Johnson. So the only one that's not a minor is Denzel. Critics say that the statute used widely in much of the country goes against a basic principle of criminal law. Culpability. There's a law term. As the debate played out in Elkhart, Jose pled guilty to felony murder and agreed to testify against his friends at trial and was sentenced to 55 years in prison with 10 years suspended to probation. So like 45 years. Levi, Blake, and Anthony were convicted by a jury and sentenced to 55 years in prison. The Court of Appeals denied the request to overturn their conviction but reduced their sentence to 45 years, which is really random. They're like, I can see where that's a little shitty, but... We'll take 10 years off just to make it look like we care. So, everyone got 45 years. This sounds bad. Like, what can you possibly do to get 45 years in prison besides murder, murder, murder. somebody? Yeah, you yeah. murder someone. It was around 2 p.m. The boys attended an alternative school, which let out early, and they were hanging out on Jose's front porch. Now, they said that these boys didn't really have a criminal record of any sort, like... Maybe one of them had a misdemeanor for something. But why are they at an alternative school? I mean, is an alternative school like... Now, you could go to an alternative school. They might not have had a criminal record, but they could have been troublemakers in school, okay. maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, I didn't understand. I wasn't is sure. Is that technically what an alternative school is? Is for like troubled I'm youth? Sh- troubled yeah. youth. Okay. There's, uh, there's, I don't know. I think there's different, obviously, situations. Why. There's like the boys' school in Plainfield, but that's more of a... That's where Mike Tyson was. Yeah, that's a criminal thing. Oh. Okay, so they're hanging out on Jose's front porch. They discuss ways to get some quick cash to buy weed. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> Breaking into a home seemed like a good idea, so they began looking for an empty house. Levi knocked on the first house. Dog started barking. The second house wasn't empty either. But the third one, a two-story wooden home with red bricks and a white door frame on Francis Avenue, appeared to be empty. Oh, okay, so they wanted to get money to buy weed, so their first thought was to go to an empty home. Mm-hmm. To break in. A B&E. A good old-fashioned breaking and entering. But, but, but if it was empty, like, what were they going to take? I don't know. Anything. Oh, they are probably going to steal anything. Like the person who tried to break into our house. Okay, they but were, you had shit in your house. I'm saying yeah. if this is an empty house, I'm not. No, no, I'm just person, seeing person is em- the, there's an empty house is in no individual is currently home. Okay, so Sorry. no one's home. No one's home. Okay, that does sound like an empty, like an abandoned. I house. was like, what? I'm seeing flaws in their plan already. You're like this is bad. <laughs> what are you gonna just pull up the copper piping? <laughs> no, an empty home, as in people. Nobody are, home. Nobody home. Nobody's home. Which is the person who broke into our house, looked in, and saw that the lights were off because we were not home. Right? right? That is correct. That is correct. So again, they were looking for someone not home because you don't want any confrontation. You want to be able to get in and get out and, you know, steal shit because that makes a quality human being. The man living there usually parked his truck in the driveway. That day, the truck wasn't there. They thought he was probably at work. They banged on the front door and no answer. Levi stayed across the street with a cell phone in case the police came or as he claims because he was backing out of the plan. He's like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. But his friends are like, yeah, he was part of it. He's just the lookout. Remember that one, the lookout. Jose, Blake, Anthony, and Danzel, who were all unarmed, no guns or weapons, went around the back of the house and kicked in the steel door. Which can always change the charge whether or not if you went into it with a weapon. Yeah, you don't, yeah. 
Which I'm willing to bet the person who broke into our house probably didn't have a weapon, but you never know. Um, They had a crowbar. They had a screwdriver. Screwdriver, flathead okay. screwdriver, which is a weapon if you think about it. I wouldn't want to be stabbed with one. Rodney Scott, who was napping upstairs, heard a loud boom that jolted him awake. The whole house shook. He heard a second boom and felt his house shake again. There had been a burglary in the neighborhood earlier that week. He grabbed his handgun and ran loudly downstairs, hoping to scare away the intruders. Anthony ran out the back door. The others were left inside. Rodney, afraid for his life, fired his gun to scare them away. Blake, Jose, and Danzel ran to the downstairs bedroom where they hid in a closet. So someone's taking a nap, and they found a house that was, in fact, not empty. Okay, but why would they just exit the property? And one was able to get away. <clears throat> but then, like, gun starts firing you. I think you duck. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily continue Quack. to run to run upright out the door. Like, okay. you don't realize that he might just be trying to scare you away. And I think there was something where, like, as they were entering the home, they saw keys in a wallet on the table, and it might have all been, like, I think this happened very quickly. Like, this guy's gun was accessible to him. And he was like, oh, fuck this. And he came down and shot at least two rounds. Okay, you shot two people? Yes, they broke into my house. I'm holding a gun on the people right now. Hurry up, please. Okay, don't hang up. What's your name? Rodney Scott. Rodney? Yeah. Rodney, put the gun down, okay? Don't move, brother. Okay. Rodney? Get back. Rodney. Get back. Brother, ain't you from across the street? Brother, I think you are. Oh, God. I think the one is dead. Please hurry up. That's when I noticed that Denzel was shot and I was shot, Blake told the Indianapolis Star. While the three were inside, Rodney called 911. The closet door opened. Denzel, who had been shot in the chest, lay lifeless on the floor. Blake, who was shot in the leg, remembers apologizing several times. He told Rodney, who told them to stay in the closet. I'm assuming Rodney had a lot of curse words for them, mm -hmm. uh, but the star didn't list any. I'm sure motherfucker got dropped quite a bunch. Yeah. Levi, who had been outside and had heard loud bangs, said he got a call from panicked Jose while they were inside. Someone was hurt. Come over and knock on the front door, he told Levi. So he thinks Levi, by knocking on the front door, will distract the homeowner that's shooting at them so that they can get out of the house. Like they're panicking. He did, but no one answered. So Levi went around to the back door. He made it to the kitchen and Rodney, pointing a gun at him, told him to get out of his house, which I'm sure there was like, get the fuck out of my house before I kill you, motherfucker. Sir, please, please exit. Exit, exit the facility. I'm going to have to ask you very <laughs> kindly to please make your way to the back door. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Levi fled home, not knowing what happened inside. When police arrived and Rodney was distracted for a moment, Jose jumped out the bedroom window. I was upstairs listening to music and my sister told me through tears that the cops were at the door, Levi recalls. So he ran home like, peace out. Fuck this. I'm done. And he doesn't realize what really all happened, except they got busted breaking and entering. It was a crazy scene. Police were everywhere. They that would have been me. I'd have been the one that would have said, "You know what? Fuck this. I'm not. Never mind. I'm not. Never mind. <laughs> I I have changed my mind. I have made an error in judgment." <laughs> Police were everywhere. They secured a four block radius around my house. My heart was racing. My mind went blank, and I was cuffed. I gave my family a hug, and then all I remember is crying solidly for three days straight. It was pretty terrifying. So what, he's sixteen, I think. 
Blake Lehman recalled sitting confused in the Elkhart County Jail shortly after they were charged with felony murder. I didn't kill anybody, I kind of thought. Maybe they don't know what actually happened, Blake told the star. Maybe they think I killed Den. He figured police would learn that wasn't the case and he would be sent to the juvenile center for burglary. Like, they're going to figure it out. that They think we killed our friend, but really it wasn't us that did it. We were just robbing the place. He soon realized he was very wrong. He, Levi, and Anthony stayed in jail for the next nine months awaiting trial for murder. I thought my son was dead. Then she got a call saying Blake had been treated at the hospital for a gunshot wound to the leg. What she heard next shocked her more. He had also been booked into the city jail. When she arrived, it got worse. It came out there and told me he was being charged with murder. I lost it. I was instantly sick. A murder charge? No way. You know, it's like, how? When Angie was finally able to talk with Blake two days later, he told her about his heartbreaking last moments with Denzel. The boys were in the closet together when Denzel took his last breath. He said, all I could do is just hold him, Mom. I know when the police arrived, Blake was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, he was apologizing right away when levi's mom april heard what happened she needed answers levi told me that the boys had asked him to first of all join them and he said he didn't want to have no part of it and when they did ask him to be a lookout and he refused to do that he said next thing he knew he heard gunshots and he took off and he ran levi was crying he was he didn't understand why he was being charged for murder when he didn't do anything. And he was just begging me to get him out. They would now be known as the Elkhart Four. Okay, so we talked about you're committing a felony and someone gets killed during the commission of that felony. All of a sudden, it's a murder charges. Felony murder, even though they didn't kill their friend. They never touched a gun. No, they never oh, touched so a gun. Oh, so kind of like the example I gave Yeah, that's what I was earlier. saying. It was coming up, yeah. Yeah. I know, but you just said it like I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do know. So I'm going to talk about like why you've heard of it, the castle law. No. You, you can't own a castle without a moat. That's no. the law. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I have heard that. <laughs> no, your home is your castle, right? Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. States place limitations on where, when, and who can use deadly force and the extent of force allowed. As with any self-defense theory, the burden of proof for castle doctrine or castle law defense is on the defendant. So if someone breaks into your house and you shoot them, you better hope that you can prove that you were okay doing that. Yeah. Not in every state, though. Some states, it's by default. So hold on. The first... Texas gives you the front yard. Yeah, the front yard gets confusing to me. Actually, I think in I think they've changed it in Indiana. I thought you could defend if if it's on your property. Yeah, so it's confusing to me that part. So hold on, let me get through some of this and see if you guys can clarify it. The first component of this defense is that a person must be inside of their home. The structure must be the place where the person regularly resides, like a house, apartment, mobile home. The defendant must be inside the structure. So you can't say Carla couldn't. Castle law wouldn't apply if you killed someone breaking into this house because you don't live here. That's good to know. Good, so don't. I mean, you can. Yeah, please do. (laughs) The second component is that the victim must be attempting to commit or have committed an unlawful entry into the defendant's home. 
walking across a person's front yard will not qualify. I was like, but what if they're walking across the front yard pointing a gun at your house? Like, Don't go outside. Don't go outside. Well, the bullets come through walls. No, I mean, not a brick wall. I don't know. Okay. Uh, pro- most likely not. Okay. okay. <laughs> if, if they do, you got bigger problems. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. The castle doctrine will not apply to a person who was in the home lawfully, but the defendant decided to force out. The defendant also cannot be the first aggressor of the confrontation with the alleged victim. For example, if a defendant's neighbor comes over for a casual visit, but the defendant decides to assault the victim after otherwise normal conversations turns ugly. Many states like Indiana also prohibit the use of force against peace officers as well. So I guess that means you can't shoot a police officer coming into your house? Correct. Okay. I mean, in my opinion, if a police officer is coming to my house, it's probably because I called them. But you never know. I I hope, you know. Yeah. The third component of the Castle Doctrine is proving that the use of deadly force was reasonable. In some states, instead of proving just an unlawful entry, a defendant would also have to show that he was in actual danger of death or major bodily injury from the person trying to enter the house. These states do not authorize the use of deadly force to protect only property, which I think is common. But it's saying in some states, if a person is breaking into your house, you can kill them. Not they are breaking into my house and pointing a gun at me. The last major component and the most contested of the castle doctrine is the duty to retreat. Older common law versions of the castle doctrine required some duty to retreat or avoid the conflict. However, many states no longer require defendants to run from their home or to another area of their home before using deadly force, which makes sense. Like, I don't want to have to leave my house to avoid you breaking into my house if I have other means of protecting myself. Like, right? I think. No, it's you shouldn't have to leave your house in order to have the right to defend yeah. yourself. Yeah. So it's so like, it'd be like saying if someone ran in here yeah. to steal stuff, the only option we would have would be to leave and call the police. Yeah. Or they're saying you don't even have to retreat to like the back bedroom if someone breaks in. Like you have the right to shoot them in the entryway if yes. they're breaking. Okay. Yes. But states are split on the issue of this duty because of the number of incidents of people using deadly force on what turned out to be serious misunderstandings of the law. To the extent possible, any person should know the and understand the duty to retreat laws in their state before using deadly force. So you should know like what you can and can't do before you shoot someone coming into your house. I don't like thinking about Indiana it. is a don't, don't ask, don't tell state. <laughs> Indiana is if someone is breaking into your house, you can shoot them. Yes. I know, but like even if that person doesn't have a gun. Yeah. Yeah. In other states, they want you to say they're breaking in and you feel threatened. I was like, I feel fucking threatened. If they're breaking in. I just think, I know, I just think like that person maybe just made a really poor decision. See, that's what they're saying is there's misunderstandings. Like They made a really poor decision to try to break in and steal from you. If that person makes a poor decision and my four-year-old daughter's here, you you made a poor decision like drinking and driving without a seatbelt going the wrong way on 465. I just wonder if I should kill that person just because they made no, a bad choice. There's a lot choice. of people yes. that say I've hesitated and found out later that like it was really 11-year-old kids breaking into my garage. I think I read that. I also listened to Generation Y, and that was something he said. Is like there were, It was turned out to be an 8-year-old and his like 
15 year old brother were breaking into my garage and I carry and he's like and I would have shot someone that I thought was climbing into my garage and he's like and it would have been what kids. Do you, okay here's the here's the other part of that what do you say to the people that didn't do anything about it and were either raped no no, no. or murdered he's not right. saying that right. he shouldn't have it was just that there's a lot of potential for confusion if, that's what I'm saying I'm yeah. saying if for you me, wait if the problem is though Sometimes hesitating, that hesitation is the difference between yeah, life, life and death or death. And yeah. I don't think I would trust myself to make a split decision like yeah. that. And, uh, like, and sometimes hesitation is just built into you, the, mm-hmm. like, the need to like, review your decision before you act. So, and some people, like police officers, are better trained in theory. And, but like, you know, some people hesitate and some people don't. And yeah, it, it, I mean, it changes everything. I don't know. I don't know what Every I would do Every time we've heard a bump outside, the first thing I do, yeah. grab the gun. Yeah, and then we had someone break into our house. Yeah, and if we had been home... They would have been shot. Shot. Yeah, they would have been. It was just like... No, I mean, honestly, if someone's breaking in and I and it's not... And I have a chance to... Like, he's waist deep in the window. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to shoot him. Right. But okay, you're so going, then there's, there's you're that. Going, no, if they're like there and it's like they freeze, mm-hmm. I'm not going to shoot you. But I am going to tell you, if you come one step closer, I'm yeah. going to drop your so, ass. Yeah, maybe some people don't have that. And like... I will shoot until I hear click. So that's what this guy did, though. He shot twice and then the corralled the guys in his closet and didn't continue to shoot them. He had them under control. So that he but didn't... in the same token, if I'm in the middle of the night and it's dark oh, and yeah. I can't I tell. Yeah, the, yeah. I just, in like a personal standpoint, <clears throat> I just don't know. Like, if I would be able to make a sound decision like that while it's happening. There's another, yeah, there's another one where a dad shot his teenage son breaking into the house because he was out drinking. Ugh. Yeah, so like that, it can't happen. Things can go really wrong, but it's still. I trust myself like, yeah. to be able to make decisions. Oh, my God. And then I guess you don't have to shoot to kill. So if you want to break into someone's house and steal a bunch of shit and not be challenged, go to Carlos. <laughs> no. I don't have a gun, so. No. I have a baseball bat. It's just. Is it? I got close enough. <laughs> Use the- Can you picture me like running around my house? Like with if you my- have a baseball bat and the man's <laughs> unarmed and you're holding and he's like, I'm just going to steal your shit. So you sit right there. Would you sit right there? Yes. Yeah. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. I guess with the baby, if you had a gun. As a female, yeah. As a female, though, there's less we can do. Yeah. I would I would be like, yes, sir. And it's different if my daughter is home. I will act differently purse? than if it's just by myself. Like, you know, there's you'll react They would be so disappointed. Like, They're I so do not have stuff at my house like, that's sure. worth anything. Yeah. My TV. Sure, have fun carrying out the 55-inch TV. Yeah. Like, I'm Go not going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's something okay. I knew this episode would take longer, even though I had less information, because it's highly debatable. It is Because there's so many different scenarios. It makes me feel weird. I'm not saying I'm against the castle law or stand your ground or anything like that just so everyone knows if you're ever home alone with a four-year-old so yeah it's just highly debatable i'm not saying one way the states are better or worse like it's just and if i don't get you yeah yeah. also the dog that was the other thing is they went to the first house and there were dogs but the fucker who tried to break into our house could see our giant dog bed below that window he just happened to be sleeping in our bed not necessarily Uh, who's to say who's to say that they actually stood up and looked down they might have just been looking out. Yeah. yeah. And in addition to that, Jimmy sleeps on Capone's bed and yeah. he's like Dave me. Yeah, that's true. Um, but so dogs was the first deterrent for them at the first house that they went okay, to. Okay, well, so. maybe we mm. should all have dogs. Yeah, and we don't deserve them, but we should have them. Wait, you were bitching about this motherfucker earlier. He stole her <laughs> cake pop. <problem. laughs> okay. 
Deadly force is justified under Indiana law if the person reasonably believes they have to use it to prevent seriously serious bodily injury to themselves or another person. It's not authorizing vigilante justice. It's not authorizing you to hunt somebody down. Seeing another person take a baseball bat to your car, which is property that can be replaced and is under attack, but a person is not in danger of bodily injury, that does not justify deadly force. So that was an example that if someone's beating so that happened car, to one of my classmates. He was breaking into someone's car and... um the guy came outside with the gun and he ran away and he shot him in the back and killed yeah. him. Yep. You're going yeah. to prison. You're going, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. That's like, why would you though? Yeah. You're like pursuing him then. And he's outside. Yeah. And he ran a- away. He stopped and ran away. Like, yeah. But that person then did, probably didn't know the laws of his, you know, like you can't do I don't that. care who you, there's no reason to, I mean, yeah. kill someone that's it's literally running away. running away. Yeah. Yeah. There would have to be, oh man. You could have really liked that car, Carla. That car is his baby. she had a name (laughs) okay however indiana law says that people do not have a duty to retreat before using force in the situation meets the standards so we said that if a resident does use force against an intruder they should call 911 as soon as possible and do not touch any evidence so the common myth here that law enforcement they have to deal with this is the idea that an intruder's body has to be inside the home for castle doctrine to apply. People have asked if they should drag a body inside after shooting an intruder on their porch to prove their self-defense argument. The police will be able yeah. to tell that you <laughs> moved a dead body. <laughs> we've uh, we've actually been around the block a couple times and we're going to know. Yeah, so you don't have don't do that. Believe it or not, we've seen some actual murders and we know when you move the body. Yep. Uh, so back in the case of the Elkhart 4 prosecutors only needed to prove that the defendants intended to commit the underlying felony that's it that's all you have to d- prove is were you breaking and entering and it's like yes they were and did someone die during the commission of that felony yes someone did that's it end of story I don't know I don't know how I feel about that see I would think if someone was in the house and I had a gun and they froze, I would I would fire one into the ground or into the wall. And that guy might have thought that he was doing, but they. I think these like kids... We can always fix the floor. Yeah. yeah and if yeah. you make someone poop their pants and they leave, that's fine. Especially because any way you walk out of this house, you're going to get your picture taken. Right. Yeah, and it's, so right. it's like, also, so he comes downstairs, and I don't know the or exact I'd say, way. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to walk outside. You're going to hold your driver's license up to that camera out there. You're going to state your name, and then you can leave. And as ever long as it takes them to find you, is up it's to actually you. a f- very fair middle ground. Middle ground. <laughs> so and the if you guy come back the second time. Well, all bets are off. Yeah. So the guy comes down the stairs, and he said he stomps loudly to scare them away, and that he shoots a warning shot. Well, was it could have been a warning shot, or it could have been ice. I feel like warning shots don't go directly into someone's chest. chest. Yeah. So my theory is he saw the biggest person in the room, which was the twenty-one-year-old, and was most threatened by that person, and shot him first. And then the other one might have been uh, a th- just a second round, or he shot the guy in the leg on first on accident, like my warning round. And then the second one, I saw a very large man in my house. I just feel like aren't warning shots like boom, boom, or up in into the, the air, or yeah, like in the ground? Well, maybe he don't, didn't don't want to re- shoot in the air because if you shoot in the air and you're outside, now you've uh, reckless endangerment. Yeah, oh, shoot wow. the ground. 
Okay, so warning then? shot, you would oh, think maybe he didn't walk like up his floor. Hours. That's true. They already kicked down the I would have just been like boom, boom him to the wall. I don't know. No. What do I know? Yeah. Also, it's scary. Again, yeah. I can't trust myself because I don't know if, and what, what happened in my situation. Carla can't even trust her own farts. No. Exactly. <laughs> August. Negligent discharge from hers, the brown stain. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. Negligent. The case of the Elkhart Four divided this town, pitting neighbor against neighbor. There's a lot of chaos in the city. It was divided. Defense attorney Vincent Campiti was one of those who felt the felony murder charge was excessive. From the beginning of my looking at the case, uh, the absurdity of it was evident. How can a prosecutor charge these boys with killing one of their friends, a co-defendant who also broke into the home. How's that happen? The difference, though, with this case was these boys were juveniles operating with juvenile brains, maybe a little bit different than an adult. They took steps to make sure that the house was empty. They had gone to several other homes, knocked on doors. None of them were armed. We believe that the evidence will show that it wasn't foreseeable that the breaking and entering into this particular home would or could lead to one of them being injured or killed. So that was basically the, the focus of the defense. Okay, August 22nd, 2013, the three teens who hadn't pled guilty waited in a room while their families waited outside the courthouse. The jury deliberated for about five hours. The courtroom packed with friends, family, and three defendants were escorted to face the jury. We were all crying before we even walked into the courtroom, Blake said. I kind of turned and looked over my shoulder. I got my family behind me. I can hear everybody crying. The verdict was read. Guilty. As we know. Now it was the Elkhart Three facing a murder trial together. Their request to be tried separately was denied. The trial, from jury selection to the verdict, lasted only four days. On the fourth day, the jury went out for deliberation. They could not leave until they came up with the... Around 10 p.m., both the prosecution and the defense requested that the court send the jury home, etc., come back and deliberate in the morning. The court chose not to do so. The jury then, about two hours later, came back with a verdict of guilty of felony murder. When they read the verdict, everyone in the courtroom, families, friends, they all just busted out crying, yelling. I went into shock. We weren't expecting it. I should have had myself prepared for the worst. We always felt, yeah, they did a crime, and they should be punished for the crime they did. Um, that was not murder. Some are critical of Hill's decision to pursue felony murder charges. They say the Elkhart case is unlike other felony murder cases, which typically involved armed defendants who can reasonably foresee that someone could get killed as a result of their actions. So... He could have, the prosecutor could have charged them with just burglary. He didn't have to go for felony murder, but he did. And then it's different from other cases because they were unarmed. So they couldn't foresee that someone is going to get shot because they didn't bring a gun. I mean, they never planned on it. It seemed to make a whole hell of a lot of sense. Yeah, but they are not. There's been other people that have been charged like that, haven't Mm -hmm. they? Oh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to read a couple examples of something, something similar. Um, yeah, it's like, why'd you bring a gun if you didn't into, to sh- intend to shoot anyone? Yeah. Like, I kind of get that, but they didn't bring any guns no. with them, so. Prison was absolute hell, Levi said. In one place, I was locked up for 23 hours a day. At another, I didn't go outside for years. 
The situation was messed up. I was a carefree kid who smoked a bit of weed, and now I was living with adults doing time for murder. I seriously had to change my mentality to survive in there. I didn't show weakness, but I also wasn't a badass either. Getting that balance right got me the respect from inmates and kept me safe. So yeah, it's he. They went to like Wabash in Indiana, like yeah, Indiana State Penitentiary. So the big ones. It's not like. Yeah, what are you, what are you doing time for? Um, I was in the room when somebody someone got shot. No, and I wasn't even in the room when someone was got shot. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like those type of things. Once his place in the hierarchy had been established, Levi relaxed a little and decided to make the most of his time at reading, exercising, and studying. Ever hopeful, his lawyers would win their appeals. So I think he got his GED, which changed his sentencing time by the end. So I think that's what they're saying. The run-of-the-mill felony murder case is going to be a pretty unsympathetic defendant, said John Schumann, a law professor at the Indiana University Robert Hill McKinney School of Law in Indianapolis. <laughs> Never heard of it. You know, an armed robber, drug dealer who's done something that resulted in someone else dying. Schumann points to the actual language of the Indiana statute, which he says does not apply to the Elkhart case. According to the statute, a person who kills another human being while committing or attempting to commit another crime. This is like it flat out says you have to, like, person who kills. Uh, should that be felony murder if the homeowner shoots and kills one of the co-perpetrators? Shum asks, I don't think the way the statute's written that it should be. So they're kind of playing loosey-goosey in Elkhart with how they're like, yeah, I mean, it kind of says you have to kill them, but it's kind of in the same ballpark. So felony murder it is. In at least two other Indiana cases, the Supreme Court ruled that a felony murder conviction of people who did not do the actual killing is justified because their actions created a risk for someone to get killed. So it's like the knowledge of my risky behavior, risky business. <laughs> Which is only only counts is if you're performing in your shirt and white tidy whities. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> In 1999, the court upheld the convic conviction of Jesse Palmer, who pointed a loaded and cocked handgun at a police officer while trying to help an arrestee escape. Palmer shot the officer's hand. Another officer ended up shooting the arrestee while Palmer fled. So he got in trouble for the officer killing the arrestee that he was trying to free. Does that make sense? I don't know. It's confusing because it doesn't make sense, but he still got charged with felony murder. In 2000, the court also upheld the conviction of Rodney Jenkins, who, along with a co-perpetrator, tied up two victims with tape while committing armed robbery. One was able to get loose, grabbed a gun, and shot the co-perpetrator. So one of the victims was like, fuck you, I'm getting out of my tape and killing your ass if I get the chance, which is fine. And they did. And so that perpetrator goes to prison for felony murder, even though one of their victims shot the gun. It's intense. Some say the Elkhart case was different. You ever had uh you ever had sex while camping? It's intense. It's fucking intense. <laughs> <laughs> Here by contrast, the defendants were one unarmed and two attempting to commit a nonviolent burglary of what they believed to be an unoccupied residence. Judge James Kirsch wrote in a dissenting court appeals opinion on the Elkhart case. Plus the defendants were juveniles. The only person that was not a juvenile was dead. So this case is all underage kids. Suspecting a juvenile. Besides a 21-year-old. He got killed, though, so he's no longer oh, a defendant. That's okay, who that's died. Right. Okay, okay, so okay, it okay. can't God, be. God, listen, Carla. I know. I'm, tr I'm really trying to follow along, <laughs> and it's like a lot of confusing words. Yeah. Subjecting like a... Like horse and pony. 
Shut up. Court. Shut up. <laughs> Subjecting a juvenile who did not kill or intend to kill anyone to a murder prosecution in adult court based solely on the premise it was foreseeable to the juvenile that someone might be killed is problematic because juveniles do not foresee like adults do. Right? Right. The Court of Appeals Judge Melissa May wrote in an appeals court opinion. Felony murder statute should not apply to children and adolescents. Adolescent development and brain science research shows that compared with adults, children and teenagers are less able to perceive and assess risk. What is it? Your brain doesn't grow up to like 25? 25 is when your frontal but, lobe fully uh, develops. Now they're actually challenging that. Yeah, it could be later, they're not saying, sooner. They're saying, thir- they're saying it's as close to 30 now. I bet it varies depending on some people. Well, yeah. and gender might have to do yeah. with it. Women are smarter sooner. Hey, well, I don't. I don't know if I would just blatantly say that. Women are but I think they do. The mo- person. It, okay, let's see here. There's two girls and one guy. Who here knew how old Danielle was? <laughs> oh, it was it was the guy. The guy. <laughs> this research confirms what common sense tells us: adolescents are less capable to sit. Less capable decision makers than adults, they are more impulsive and have difficulty assessing the consequences of their actions, often prioritizing short-term rewards over any potential long-term negative consequences, a.k.a. kids are dumb. Kids are dumb. And of all these things, that's like the only thing that I've like concretely been like, yes. Yes, they are too I just, dumb. You know, I know how stupid I was in high school. Like, But I thought I was smart. You you're think so you're dumb. invincible. Like yeah. nothing bad's ever going to happen. Oh, I can't wait till she's a teenager. Why, God? Uh, no, I'm being sarcastic. Yes. So that's why they're like... You wish she was three years old again. Yeah, mm-hmm. talking your ear off. And- the, <laughs> the whole point of this is saying this felony murder thing is because you knew being an asshole and breaking into someone's house while you assumed they were not home, you were smart enough to foresee the risk that one of your friends could get shot. And they're like, no, sir, we are not that smart. I promise. Like, we lack all foresight, especially here. And they're like, doesn't matter, felony murder. So it's like basically I just don't against I don't know science. if I like agree with that. No, completely. it shouldn't apply to, it. like, adults, yeah. But none of these guys were even adults. Michigan, Hawaii, and Kentucky have abolished felony murder. England, where the law originated, also has done so. But much of the United States still uses the statute. Indiana Public Defender Council Executive Director Larry Landis said charging people for what they did not do, especially for a death they did not intend, is unjust. Let me start with you, Blake. How do you feel about the fact that you have been convicted of murder, yet were not armed and never pulled the trigger? I feel like it's wrong. I feel like what we did, we committed a burglary. We didn't kill anyone. Uh, Levi, um, there has been conflicting testimony about whether you were even in the house. Uh, or not. How do you feel about sitting there with a murder conviction uh, if you weren't even in the house? I feel the same way. I feel like we shouldn't have been charged with it, and I feel like it should, should have been a burglary charge, but on my part, I can't really say much about my part. Anthony, h- how do you feel about uh, the fact that you have a murder conviction on you at this point? I feel the same way as the other two boys, that it's a cruel and unusual punishment for us, and like, what we should have been charged with was actually a burglary instead of um, instead of murder because we didn't pull the trigger or kill nobody. And, we, and I just feel the same as the other two boys. Your mothers are here, Blake and Levi. Anthony, your mother is not here. 
I asked them if you guys were thugs, if you were bad boys with a bad history just out uh, wreaking havoc on a community as criminals, and they say absolutely, unequivocally, no, that was not the case. Um, so let me ask you, I'll start with you, Blake. What the hell were you doing breaking into some man's house in the middle of the afternoon? What were you thinking? Honestly, when I look back on it, I feel like I wasn't thinking at all. You know, it just, the idea came up and I kind of just went with it, you know, <clears throat> kind of wasn't really using my head at all. What did you, what did you do in this, Levi? Uh, why did you not go in the house? It just, I just felt like I, I just didn't want to do it. I just decided that I just didn't want to. It's just not my type of environment to go break into people's houses. What does it mean, do a lick? It, uh, it means to break into a house. How do you know that? It just, just, uh, just the people, I just hear it like when I was at school or I was out just uh, hanging out with people, they, they would say that type of term and it just, eventually I just got the knowing. So that's just a street term for burglarizing a house, do a lick. That's yes. what your son said in his statement to the police, right? You've read that. He said we were just going to do a lick, which... Doesn't mean that doesn't he was the one that made it up, but yeah. No, but it doesn't yeah. sound like, it's certainly not choir boy lingo. I understand that there were no character witnesses called. No. No. Were there no. any witnesses called? No, not for our side. You put on no defense. You called no witnesses. Why? I had a list that I sent to my lawyer of character witnesses that would have been more than happy to speak on Blake's behalf, and they never did call any witnesses for us. Well, Vincent Campiti is here. He is Levi's attorney. Um, so you you represented uh, Levi. I did. Right? And that's April's son. Was there no defense put on here? I think there was a defense, and defense uh, came clearly through the cross-examination, the argument with regards to jury instructions, etc. When you talk about a defense, meaning witnesses, the question becomes a bit different, and the idea as to whether or not these boys were thugs goes to whether or not they had criminal backgrounds. With regards to Levi himself, I got testimony from one of the investigating officers admitted my client had no prior criminal history, no prior juvenile criminal history, other than um, something related to a fight he had at school. When we talk about um, witnesses themselves, the only witnesses were the boys themselves. They were tried together. Their statements could not be used um, against one another based on what the prosecutor had to offer because of various case law in Indiana. The way the law was set up in this case, our frank philosophy from my perspective was, I believe we have a 50-50 chance. Really what you're going in for is hoping, and I don't disagree with you, Dr. Phil, that yes, it would have been great to have several people there to talk about the kids, their backgrounds, et cetera, but frankly, None were willing to come forward. Okay, that I, listen, I'm not trying to armchair quarterback you. I'm just talking about from a jury perspective. I know that jury wanted to hear from those boys. They wanted to hear from somebody to tell you something about the character of those boys. Let's talk about felony murder, because maybe this is confusing to some of you. A, a rule of law that holds that if a killing occurs during the commission 
of or attempted commission of a felony, which is a, a, some major crime, the person or persons responsible for the felony can be charged with a murder. And you think that's unfair? Totally. Yeah. Yes. But understand, you said they didn't kill Denzel. But there's there's an element of law, and I think it's I think the words are even in this jury charge that you have to think about, and that is the but for test. But for them entering that house, would Denzel have been shot by that homeowner? And the answer is no. September 2015, the Indiana Supreme Court threw out the felony murder convictions of the Elkhart Four. So we threw that out. They agreed. They're like, yeah, and it's kind of crappy again. So it looks bad. It doesn't look bad. I thought 45 years was fair, but I fair guess we enough. have to look at this again. Yeah. <laughs> Throw away the key. So, and I think actually locals, if you pulled them, were pretty split. Like some thought they really did deserve this. Like, yeah, keep them in. They, you know, you break into someone's house, you you get what you deserve. That's like. They kind of did anyway though because one of them died I yeah mean. and that's tra- that's traumatic like it's your friend too and you witnessed it yeah um so levi sparks now 20 blake layman 19 and anthony sharp 21 were each serving decade-long sentences for the death of their friend denzel johnson while the state's highest court overturned the felony murder conviction on appeal the justice ruled that they're still guilty of burglary a class b felony in indiana uh, punishable by six to 20 years in prison. So we're still not winning. Mm. But they did. They committed the breaking and entering. The fourth defendant, Jose, I can't say his last name, 19, who pled guilty to the felony murder charge, had yet to file an appeal. So now he's getting fucked. So he pled guilty saying, yes, I did this. He took the deal he rolled first, which is usually the winner. But now in this case, they're saying, okay, you three did not plead guilty. You got sent to court. And it's the statute probably is kind of bad. Yeah, that never happens. Yeah, it never happens. I guess it's kind of bad. So we're going to wipe away the felony murder. But then this guy, though, he go, they're like, but you admitted it and you pled guilty. So it doesn't really apply to him in the same context as the three who did not plead guilty. And how old was he? 18. Was that one 18? They're all underage. So he wasn't even, I mean... They're saying that they can't make sound decisions. Well, how can you trust no, you know, 17, a 17-year-old? Yeah. It was probably his lawyer. But usually those are the ones that win, that roll first and testify against their friend. You usually get the best deal. His deal was 45 years with 10 probation. That's not a deal. Like, yeah. you would have been just as bad. He got the exact same amount of time. The rulings, however, fall short of changing Indiana's felony murder statute. Lawyer Vincent Campiti, Campati? who represents Levi, said the Supreme Court ruling basically distinguishes the Elkhart Four cases from other felony murder cases. The past cases dealt with defendants who were outwardly violent in their intentions, outwardly threatening in their behavior. What they mentioned on getting off is that someone kicking down your door is threatening. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to say they did not commit any threatening behavior or violent behavior. They kicked down a steel door in the middle of the day. That is threatening. So someone who pried open our painted shut window... I consider that threatening. Are but you threatening me? Are you threatening me? <laughs> so, like, so that, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think that is scary. Because, you, you know, you don't know if they have guns or not, if someone's kicking down yeah. your door. Yeah. There was simply nothing about the appellate's conduct or the conduct of their cohorts that was clearly the immediate cause of their friend's death. The justice wrote in their opinions, now the case will be sent back to Elkhart Circuit Court Judge Terry Shoemaker, 
who will resentence Lehman, Sparks, and Sharp for the burglary. So they get to go back to court. Did I say this case was shorter? <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. Um, Just because we all have a lot of feelings. Yeah. As their cases stand, they will be resentenced as adults. That includes Blake and Levi, who were both juveniles when the crime occurred. Both of their attorneys plan to make arguments to have their clients sentenced as juveniles. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, it never. Ha- yeah. Whether that can happen or not is unclear. Larry Landis said Indiana does not have a reverse waiver statute, which would allow adult courts to transfer cases back to juvenile courts. So it's like once you're sentenced as an adult, you're basically just an adult no matter what. So and then we did Indiana, though, will send 12 year olds to adult court. Remember the Colt? Yes. Uh, Lund- is it Colt Lundy and Paul Gingrich? Yeah. The 12 year old that helped murder his friend's dad was 12 and sentenced to adult court. And they're like, oh, guys, this looks, oh, this is bad. And they're like, sorry. Even when they got his appeal changed and he pled to a lesser charge, he was still in adult court. He was never sent back to juvenile court, even though he was fucking 12 years old. And we had another one, though, Paula Cooper. Mm -hmm. They violently murdered that lady, though, her and a group of girls. Very strange. Yeah, she was only 16. As for Jose, who pled guilty, he could file a petition for post-conviction relief, arguing that he could not have been convicted of felony murder based on the Supreme Court ruling on his co-defendant's appeal. So he's saying, you said they didn't have to be guilty of it anymore. Why should I have to be guilty of it anymore? So that's post-conviction relief. And he won this and was resentenced based on the burglary charge for which he was sentenced to serve 10 years and was released on April 25th, 2019, after serving seven years. So he was able to get what his friends got. Mm -hmm. All three boys that went to trial and were found guilty were resentenced on burglary charges on uh, January 1st, 2016. Levi was sentenced to serve nine years and was released on April 17th, 2017 after serving five years in prison. Blake was sentenced to 10 years and was released on April 4th, 2018 after serving six years in prison. Anthony was also sentenced to serve 10 years. However, his earliest possible release date is June 1st, 2020. So I don't know what he did. Maybe he he fucked around in jail or something. Yeah, if you get busted with drugs or something. Like, yeah. Ta-da! I find it interesting that the law where this originated has abolished it since originated in england and they oh yeah sorry i thought you meant in indiana yeah oh yeah england's much more evolved than we are when it comes to prison terms and shit um so yeah and only like four states have gotten rid of it i can see where it works when you have real criminals doing really bad shit that you want to be able to fully charge them with everything but it's like like if someone blows up your house while you're home and you die i would want them to be charged with felony murder even though all you were trying to do is some good old-fashioned arson yeah like you know, so <clears throat> I think the thing that I remember most about this, though, I think it was Levi, the kid who's the lookout. He was just as guilty as everyone else just by saying, hey, guys, I'll just be the lookout. Whether he said, I don't really want to be involved, but he's an accomplice I'll, to a crime. Yeah, I'll call you. But, but all it I takes. I've seen that before. Like all you could be, you have shitty friends and you're like, man, I know I'm actually better than these people. But I kind of have fun hanging out with the, you know. The rougher edge. And all you have to do is be like, yeah, guys, I'll be the lookout. And then just go home. Yeah, and go home. Be like, you didn't even see anything. You didn't even. Maybe he entered a foot or two into the house. And it's like, you're still just as guilty. And it's like, you didn't. It's all about the intent. Mm -hmm. So. Like, yeah, he didn't go in, but he knew what was going on. Didn't stop them and didn't tell the police. You need to like drop 
shit and run when your friends are committing crimes like this. Say you'll be the lookout and just go home. Go home. home. Yeah, disappear. And call someone to prove you're leaving. <laughs> like, Mom, I'm coming no, home. No, if, you know, that's one of those things, actually. I bet if you know somebody's committing a crime, you say, I'm, I'm wanting nothing to do with this, and you leave and you do not call the authorities. Yeah, yeah that's still just yeah. as wrong. So... Go home and on the way home, call 911 and say, my friends are about to commit a crime and I can't be involved. So I left. So I left and I'm joining. I'm going to a Christian school the moment I get off this phone with you and I will change my ways. (laughs) Please do not arrest me. Now you can make anonymous tips and be like, so I, okay. The homeowner was not charged with anything. He was cleared entirely, which is completely accurate. Because of the castle. Yeah. He had every right to shoot them. He, and I'm sure it traumatized him. And I think he didn't spend another night in that home. He spent 18 years in. So it's like, it really fucked him up. And who knows, who knows what happened where he actually shot the... And shot yeah, the how, he I probably didn't wake up that day and like want he, to he be a just murderer. trying yeah. to take a nap. And I completely yeah. identify with that. So I'm, I'm not saying he did anything wrong by shooting people breaking into well, his I'm house. Well, I'm saying no, no one knows for sure what the circumstances were that he felt threatened if they did in fact move towards him. If mm-hmm. it was oh, one yeah. Of those things. It was a close enough area that if he gave them time to react and it was towards him, they got the gun away from him. Then. But yeah, in Indiana, yeah, yeah. You, they're in his house. It's threatening. So I don't blame him. Like we were talking about like different levels of how scared you would or be able to pull the I trigger. Don't know. I don't know if I can make four, sound decisions at that time. Four guys in your house all staring at you and you're the one with the gun. Like I can see where that would make it even it's still more, not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel this. The odds are not even here. That you would be even. More likely. I have the deadly weapon. I still because like, you don't know if they have a gun in one of their pockets. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, he was cleared. He's never said any statements about it, which I don't blame him. And it's like he probably has some serious PTSD from it. Yeah. So yeah, that's not a good feeling. I'm sure. Yeah. So he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Pick better friends. Don't be the lookout. Don't be the yeah. Don't nothing, break an Nothing, as Taylor Swift once said. Nothing good starts in a getaway car. No. The getaway driver gets charged just as a, like the rest of them do. Robbing a bank, getaway driver. Nothing good starts in a getaway car. No. <laughs> I don't know if they were driving. I'm just saying. That's, <laughs> um, you're taking it too literal. Okay, you sorry. literally ruin everything. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not untrue. But yeah, so someone tried to break into our house. So we probably would have shot them, but it's like, that person would have taken off by the time you get to your gun, though. As soon as they made, you don't icon. know that. I See, so. I just like, oh my gosh, like life is weird, and I'm I'm living outside my body right now. <laughs> hey, but that person didn't care that we had ADT stickers and sensors and all that shit. They did not care. Well, he knew that people just buy that shit to scare people. Off. Well, they probably figured since the back porch, the the back screen door was left open. That we probably and the one of the windows appeared to be unlocked. That we it might wasn't. not have been the type of people to actually. But we did trip the alarm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That you know, but now we have a bunch of beware of dog signs, right, Boris? Do you have anything to say about that? <sighs> it's rough. Okay, I think that's everything. Check out Podcoin. It's just like a podcast player. You get points. You can donate them to stuff or get gift cards and shit. And we have new Patreon members. We're going to record another Patreon episode, right? That's right. It's about a right. serial killer, a female serial killer. Even Eileen Warnos. What else is new? A female serial killer. Eileen Warnos. Is that what you're talking about? No. Oh. 
That's the only one I could come up with. Yeah, which is still. That's the only one anyone can come up with. Yeah. Going to the, I'll be back like The Rock in Independence Day. It's like her last phrase or something. Wow, that's horrible last words. Oh, yeah. She wasn't all there. <laughs> okay. Anyone have anything else? Uh, No. That was interesting. I got to go like have some deep thoughts now. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Felony murder. It's a thing. Makes the individual feel very small when it comes to that. Oh, yeah. You can fuck up your life real quick. Yeah. Okay. Tell them where to find us. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Hoosier Homicide and on Facebook. And uh, we're on all the sites, back on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Like nothing ever happened. Podcoin now, which is fancy. Podcoin. I'm not going to even speak on that because I have no No idea what it is. I've been using it. It's fine. Fine. And for... Honest to goodness. Stay, Stay out, out of, of the, the corn. In people's houses. Yeah, Shit. come on, man. It's so bad. It's okay, Boris. Boris heard it. God, I hate when this happens. I hate when I get scared during the podcast. He's trying real hard to be quiet. Are you done? Did you run him off? Ferocious. (laughs) Looking out the window. Grumble. That Hitler cat. He's got a Hitler stash. It's it's Adolf and Heimlich Hitler. Yeah. I fumbled that, but that's okay. It's very close. I'm like Himmler. <laughs> Boris! He's looking your toes. I told you never do that again. Come here. Yes, take your time. Take your time. Sit. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. No, not the laptop. Not the laptop. Boris, come here. Get up here with me. <laughs> he is up there. Okay, sit. He like a you. There's not enough room. He's like 85 pounds or some shit. Okay, go. Okay, go. Getting whacked in the face. No, it's a fan. It's a fan. (laughs) She gets beat up by that tail because of how tall she is compared to his tail. Right? Uh, Yeah. Yep. It's part of life. He got in big trouble when he stole her cake pop right off the stick. Yes, he did. <laughs> and I was in the shower and I hear this scream and I was like, oh, great. Someone broke a bone. <laughs> he stole the cake pop right off the oh, stick. Give <laughs> me a wet willy. <laughs> Boris. It's okay. This is okay. Okay. Oh, he is sitting on you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> We're good. I'm going to have to cut all these out and put them at the end. Continue. Continue. <laughs> He's had real bad gas today. Yeah, too. I did sell like rotten eggs earlier. And she goes, ew, it stinks. <laughs> and it's got to be pretty bad for her to complain. <laughs> she'll stand in the bathroom. I know, because I'll burp right in her face and she doesn't care. Like, <laughs> Hey, Carla, mm-hmm. you want to see a trick? Yeah. No, do no! no, you put that away. No! Ew. Ew. Juicy. Not gonna go that far. It does. It does. No. Oh, what the fuck? Ew. That's so mean. I'm not even through like the first. Ta da! <laughs>
It's not okay. We're not okay. It's not okay. So, I have a nice little personal fan here, and I turned it on. <laughs> I'd rather smell myself. We got into a, a, an Uber yesterday, and the, the driver literally said we smelled like a New York subway. <laughs> he told you that? <laughs> Did you give him a tip? No. No? <laughs> are you done talking, or are you going to fart? You're done talking? <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. No. So does slowly kill us. Yeah. Are you done? It's like a re- it's like a reverse vacuum. <laughs> Ooh, that stinks. I drug it over here. <laughs> Can I continue? I never said stop, did I? <laughs> <laughs>